This is a podcast from the Cat. Today we're talking to an engineer who rose to the dizzy heights of international sales director and then changed course completely by starting his own business. On Business Brunch today, we're pleased to welcome Roy Johnson, a director of Sandler Training. Roy, welcome to the Cat. Morning, Des. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Roy, in your own words, uh, you were a recovering automation and manufacturing engineer who reversed into sales. So yeah. you're going to have to explain that a little bit in a minute. Uh, but uh, tell us why you moved into sales and share with us your journey to become an international sales director for a global engineering company. Okay. So always wanted to be an engineer, um, ended up working after graduation, working for the mighty GEC. You remember GEC? I do. I do, certainly. Um, and um, we did things like anything from manufacturing, tires, biscuit factories, crisp factories. Um, but the whole thing was making stuff. And, and, and we made stuff consistently. And that's what I loved. I just loved the process of, of doing things the same every single time and making stuff consistently. And and one day I, I I drove to work in an old in my old mini. I used to love my mini. Uh, do you remember the minis with the sliding windows and the little the, the the bucket on the side of the door? I do. I do very much so. Um, and and these things these things used to uh, start rusting um, on the forecourt before they were sold, and and mine was no different. And uh, it was getting a bit rusty. And 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 I got out of the car, shut the door. Uh, with, with great exuberance ready for another day's work and the door dropped a little bit bounced on the frame and bounced back and literally peeled off and ended up lying on the floor um, at which point at which point um, I, I put it back in there locked it up went into the office and I, and I saw a, a sign on, on, on the, the, the company um, board uh, as I was walking past it that says salesperson wanted northwest of England and and I shuddered because sales was never in my plan. I didn't like sales. It was the dirty end of the business. Um, and, and I walked past and ignored it. Then I stopped dead. I took three steps back and looked again. And it said in small letters at the bottom, Company Ford Sierra included. And it was, it was that point I went, yeah, I'm in sales. I needed a car, right? So it was not part of the plan. So I went into sales um, and worked for a number of, of major international organizations. And one of the things that I was involved with was, was traveling globally. And what I tended to do throughout my career, I was quite happy as a salesperson, but I got sick of idiot bosses. Um, and I thought, you know, I'm going to have to do this so I can get away from idiot bosses. The only thing is that every time I moved up a level, I still had an idiot boss, so I had to move up another level. So uh, um, over time, I just made sure that I was in the flow of opportunity, um, where opportunity arose. And um, uh, yeah, I, I ended up working internationally, running Europe, Middle East and Africa, which was a fabulous, fabulous role. And it, it allowed me to go to places that I, I would never normally see. And I feel very privileged. I bet you had to pinch yourself sometimes from coming from the bottom of the ladder to almost at the top. You know, uh, I, I, I was always very grateful for the opportunities that I've been given. 
um and yeah it was it was great to go out to places uh, and be able to proactively help the local businesses there to get better at what they do which helped my business long term as well of course it does yeah roy then as international sales director you were then rubbing shoulders with top international decision makers so tell us what made you decide to leave the boardroom and start from scratch and build your own business in 2015 it was a, it was a couple of it was a couple of uh, sort of epiphanies uh, when i was looking back in my last year i'd actually got on 120 flights um, i mean that was not good for me it was not good for the world uh, so it was a lot of flights and i spent i spent most of my time sitting in an aluminium box with complete strangers um, and I thought, is this really a way to run a career? And and that was the first trigger. And and, and another trigger was flying back from the U.S. on Friday to land on Saturday morning to an email saying I've got to go back to the U.S. on Monday. And and it was it was tiring. Um, but you know, uh, it was the epiphany that I had when I was uh, when I was away on holiday that was was basically this has got to stop. Um, I'm missing out on family life, I'm missing out on friends, and, and my priorities changed. And when I look back and went into what am I doing a lot of, it's working with business leaders, it's working with their staff to help them be better at promoting themselves and our, and our stuff as well. Uh, and it just struck me that, you know, maybe this is something that I could do locally in the Staffordshire and Cheshire area. Um, in order to help local businesses do the same, and and it was it was literally a switch. And when I was looking what to do, um, uh, I was first trained by Sandler Training in the mid 90s, and it, and it made a massive difference to my career and all the people who use it. And that was really the start of the track that that, that took my t career where where it was. And for them being the number one in the sales training market suited me because they got all the resources. I didn't need to reinvent anything. And and they worked with single person companies all the way up to, to global names. So it was it was a, a relatively straightforward choice. And what's more, I got to sleep in my bed more often rather than uh, a hotel. So that was that was a real pleasure. Sure, that's uh, that's a fairly good reason. And and Sandler, let's make it clear, is a franchise. Did yes. you not question why you wanted to go into a franchise rather than make your own mark on your own business? With Sandler, I was trained on Sandler and and it was a step change in my sales career. Um, so it was a relatively easy decision because I knew they'd got the resources. Um, and, and for me, uh, being able to hit the ground running with the right amount of resources and the power of of, of Sandler behind me, it, it just felt to me to make uh, the business start quicker and and on a firmer standard. Everything that I teach, I, I I didn't invent it. It's been tried and tested with companies like companies you've heard of, you know, LinkedIn, Microsoft, Dell. Um, they use the same stuff, so I, I know it works, and it it just seemed. Again, my engineer is don't reinvent the wheel if the wheel's good enough. It's a fair comment. Today we're talking to Roy Johnson from Sandler Training. 
Roy, after spending 12 years in international sales, what do you feel were your most useful transferable skills when, when setting up your business? And, and talk us through how you navigated the first 12 months. So when I was working internationally, most of the people I worked with, uh, naturally, their, their first language wasn't English. So clarity in everything that I said was an imperative. So communication skills, I really had to hone them. Um, I had to, to, to ditch a lot of the local colloquialisms we have in Stoke um, and uh, speak in a slow, clear way that everyone could understand and I could get the message over very, very quickly. And, and, and most of my business was run through organizations who who resold our stuff, but I needed to influence them, but actually had no authority over them. So, so clarity in speech was very important. But understanding their business or how our business dovetailed with their business objectives so we grew together was absolutely critical for what we did. It's, it's a, a wonderful way of putting it, how you dovetailed together. What, what do you feel were the were the most important parts of the first 12 months? Because obviously they're the most difficult part about setting up a business, getting your first customer. And Absolutely. So, so really, when we uh, started in the business, we started in, no one had ever heard of me, no one had ever heard of Sandler in the region. So, so really building the trust based on an ethical, professional and integrity-based approach was, was my starting point. And that's, that's actually the vision um, of the organization. But we had to do the standard stuff. We had to go out selling, you know, networking, um, letter writing, cold calling. The dreaded cold calling was, was a daily behavior. And, and con having consistent behaviors... Uh, for sales which can be tracked and analysed for success was, was absolutely critical for me. Um, and, and of course when you start off in a business you think okay this is going to be marvellous I'm going to throw the doors open and people are going to form an orderly queue. You know that didn't happen. Strangely it, it doesn't happen ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I sort of sat there within the first few months and realised you know, that when you start a business, you have the freedom to work 24-7 for less than minimum wage for the first few months. Um, and, and so it was critical for the behaviours to just prospect, prospect, speak to people, grow your trust in the, in, in the business community. And what was quite handy is what we do is what we teach. Um, and that's what we deal with people. We teach them how to prospect and sell to strangers and, and keep them as a, as a client for a very long time. So good advice if you're setting up a business. Roy, share with us some of the common errors that you find in the sales room, because clearly talking to people on a day-to-day -day basis and, and teaching them or best practice, you must hear lots and lots of different stories. And, and explain how you eradicate these and build in best practice. We look at three sides of, of, of sales. We look at behaviours, we look at attitudes, and we look at techniques. And, and typically people can spend far too much time on techniques. They say things like objection handling. You've heard that phrase, I'm sure? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to me, objection handling is just a euphemism for, for fighting with a prospect. So why would you want to do that? 
you know, uh, they say something, you argue with them. It just doesn't feel comfortable to me. So one of the biggest attitude changes that, that we, we, or one of the biggest attitudes we come across is people try not to be seen as sales because sales is seen as, as the not nice end of the business. And I had this, if you remember, I had this impression right at the start of my sales career. But, you know, the attitude is no one wants to be seen in sales when they are in sales. I was, I was just training a, a, an organization last week. Um, who saw themselves as customer experience executives who had to sell. <laughs> but they were absolutely horrified when we talked about the sales word. And and because they don't want to be seen as salespeople, um, they, they, they try to sell by using their expertise, which is quite often free consultancy, which doesn't bring anything to, to the business. So... The first thing we've got to do is to get people in the mindset of prospecting for business because I mean, you know this, Des, no matter how good you are, you are at sales, clients eventually leave you. It could be this week, it could be next week, it could be next year, but they will eventually leave you. And if you don't pick up new sales, you're going to end up being in trouble somewhere down the line. So, so what prospecting does is it, it, stands, it, it stands you in a flow of opportunities that are in your control. I mean, you can take the high moral ground and, and stand stand on a, a mountain looking at the flow of opportunities and, and moan and complain that, that uh, you're not getting any of them. Or you can go down in the weeds and splash around in the water and, 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 and get some of that flow yourself. And, and I think that's one of the biggest challenges that I see. People don't want to be seen as salespeople, so they don't want to get into that flow in case they get tarred with that brush, and that's that's a real that's a real problem. And 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 they'll spend time on advertising and and marketing, um, which spends a lot of money. But if the result is hope and wait, that's not a positive way to move forward. And we get the approach: I have stuff, and I want you to buy my stuff, which is desperation, and it's it's spent around justification i mean really the approach should be here is why people buy my stuff does that line up in any way with your circumstances and and i think one of the rules that we we run by is prospects buy for their reasons not yours and we have to find those reasons yes you do and um uh, i mean what one of the the biggest things i was taught many many years ago by by uh, a cheshire a business owner was uh, you've got two ears and one mouth so listen to your customer that is absolutely critical um and and i think it's a great basis a great basis but uh, what can happen i mean as far as a customer is concerned what comes out of your mouth is is salesman's bs what comes out of their mouth is the truth so as a salesperson you've got to encourage stuff to come out of their mouth yeah. which will help you understand does it make sense to do business Exactly. Bear that in mind. You're listening to a podcast from The Cat. Today we're talking to Roy Johnson from Sandler Training. Roy, the, the circumstances created by coronavirus have, have accelerated change, causing some businesses to completely restructure how they generate sales. So tell us how it's affected Sandler Training and, uh, and what you've done to ensure you have a positive cash flow. Well, this is this is interesting. Come March the 23rd last year, I think we all remember that uh, when when Boris uh, 
started lockdown. As a face-to-face -face sales trainer, my business became illegal overnight, uh, which was which was a major problem. Um, so, so we got together and we completely restructured. We went online with the vision, and the vision was better than face-to-face -face training remotely. Um, our business went to zero overnight. Um, everything was cancelled. That must have been frightening. Uh, <laughs> well, it was. Uh, it was not unexpected given the circumstances, but we were where we were, so we had a choice. We could, we could hold our head in our hands and shout, "Where was me?" Or uh, we could do something about it. So, um, we had a couple of approaches. We went out and we we set up studios in our home. Um, and and we we clicked overnight to remote training. Um, the we took the approach that we treat our customers as friends, and we treat our prospects as customers. So we're upgrading everyone we deal with, and and what that what that actually meant is that we ended up giving a lot away because businesses were struggling, uh, but we wanted to help. Um, so we continued training. We stopped charging. And and the objective is, you know, we needed our we needed our clients to stay in business, so we kept on working with them, and we did a lot of consultancy, we did a lot of uh, hand holding, <laughs> shoulders to cry on, um, but but one of the things that we did do is also continue to prospect, and and this is a, a real theme. We continue to prospect, and actually looking at it yesterday, we've trained over 170 companies. 90% of the companies we have never met. Now, that's a complete change because before, we met everybody before we dealt with them. Well, when, so, when you say you've never met them, you, you mean eyeball to eyeball? Eyeball to eyeball. Yeah. We've never shaken hands with any of them, um, which, which I think Boris will be, will be applauding us for. I'm sure. <laughs> so so the, the thing is, sales has changed. It won't change back fully. Um, the accountants will be licking the lips saying, actually, our salespeople, we don't need to spend so much money on petrol, hotels, meals. And buyers will say to themselves, actually, we don't have to spend time walk walking to reception, walking back from reception and all the small talk. We can be far more efficient dealing with salespeople remotely. There's great time savings. Um, and, and, and I think that's going to stick. And, and a recent survey by McKinsey, said that actually 89% of companies would prefer less face-to-face -face time from, uh, uh, from buyers to sellers. So that's going to be a sea change. But here's the thing. How buyers buy will change and has changed. Why they buy has not changed. So salespeople have, have really got to change the way that they sell, but to the same motivators the buyers got. So... That's it. That's that's our approach. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And and well, it's um, it's kept you in business, so it uh, it's got to have some credibility. It's. Uh, I'll not say it was not without its worries and concerns, because you can imagine things like sales training becomes very low on people's list of priorities. So, but prospecting again, we've talked about it a few times. Every company salespeople has a responsibility to stand in the flow of opportunities. Standing on a hill looking down, hoping it comes to them, is never going to be an option, especially now. No, quite right. 
Uh, Roy, you're currently working with the uh, Cheshire and Warrington Local Enterprise Partnership uh, and you're pulling together a sales training course to combat the challenges that companies are finding generating sales in the current circumstances. So tell us about the training, uh, the training programme and how local businesses can access it. Well, it's it's a, a, a fabulous opportunity, and the the Cheshire and Warrington uh, LEP um, have, have pulled together something marvellous under what's called the Accelerate banner. Go to my website www.m6.sandler.com forward slash accelerate. You can learn a little bit more about it. But what what it is, I mean, they've done a great job. Is is um, they are supporting uh, people and businesses who live or work in Cheshire. When I say Cheshire, I mean CH, CW, or WA postcodes. If they live or work in CH, CW, or WA postcodes, they can get access to the funding that they've got. And and one of the things that they've got is is our sales training. And it's 100% funding for people below or companies below 250 people if it's more than 250 people it's 40 percent funding but it's it's a marvelous opportunity because i think we saw in the paper just a couple of days ago we're, we're on a double dip recession um and uh, a recession is just a, mo- a euphemism for, for not selling enough stuff and the only way to get out of recession is to sell more stuff and the Cheshire and Warrington Local Enterprise Partnership have really hit this head on by saying, if you need to sell more stuff and you don't know how to, here's one way you can do it, and your only investment is time. All that companies have to do here, Des, is, is contact us or, or, or the LEP, um, and we discuss their sales challenges. And, and as we mentioned earlier, buyers have changed how they're buying, not why they're buying. A sales company's uh, business has got to be uh, to to work out how to change how they sell. And I think it's fair to say that the days of, of rocking up to business, being ushered into a meeting room or sitting by someone's desk for a first meeting or second meeting or third meeting, they're probably going to happen less. Uh, there's got to be a real reason to go into a company nowadays. So learning how to sell remotely is is a, a new skill but the beauty of it is it's because buyers haven't changed why they buy it's only a little tweak on a sales process so what they'll get here is is learning a sales process that will not only help them to sell remotely but when they get in front of people to be able to sell effectively and that doesn't mean sell every time that means finding the reasons to do business and if there is reason to do business you will work together and if there isn't, you'll find that out early and you'll go and see someone else. Today's guest is Roy Johnson from Sandler Training. Roy, even with all the change that you've implemented because of the pandemic, you still need a stratagem for the next 12 months. So share with us what you have planned to ensure you meet your sales targets. You know, what can what can happen is that you work hard when, when business is, is not where it was. You work hard to bring new business in. And then when the business is there, you get busy and you forget to work hard on bringing in new business. And then the business drops off. You get desperate again. You start working hard on bringing new business, contacting all your old friends and, and, and old customers. You know, 
The thing about growing a business is you have to go out there and stand in the flow of opportunities and you cannot leave that flow of opportunities. And if that flow moves, if that river of opportunities moves, you've got to move with it. So you have to be aware of what's going on in the marketplace. So what we do is we actually have a daily, weekly, monthly plan on how we're going to bring business in. And, and, and this, is, this is just consistent behaviors. And, and this, in order to bring new business, they get to know strangers, because I think it's fair that people out there, certainly a couple of clients of mine, their biggest companies, their biggest um, uh, clients have folded. And that's a big hole in their business. So they've got to go out and find strangers to talk to, to see where the new business is. But if you do this consistently, you spend a for business owners or small companies, you spend a small amount of time every day doing consistent behaviors, have a prospecting mix, which could be anything from picking up the phone, talking to a stranger, it can be working on LinkedIn. It can be looking at the local newspaper for opportunities or the, or the trade columns. Um, it's got to be a mix of things that will bring you in front of new p potential clients. And what we do is every day we do a mix. As a small company, there's, there's only three of us. But every day we, we allocate time for picking up the phone, talking to strangers picking up the phone, talking to people we've not talked to for a while, um, going onto LinkedIn, um, putting things on LinkedIn that might pique people's interest and making direct contact on LinkedIn. And, and it is that consistent behaviors which will bring a consistent set of business results. And, and, and here's the thing, Des, that um, in sales, people congratulate themselves for the results, but actually... That's the bit that's least in your control when people put pen to paper or sign a contract or write a check. That's the bit that isn't in your control. It's the stuff that's before. So this is where sales is dysfunctional. We congratulate ourselves on the bits that we have least to do with and we don't track the bits that make the real difference so that people will write a check. So one of the things you said there, which has caught my eye, is a wonderful expression, the flow of opportunity. And uh, clearly that's something business owners need to recognise. Moving forward, uh, Roy, developing community links is, is significant to the business sector for, for a variety of different reasons. So tell us about your community links and, and why they're important to Sandler Training. One of the... Uh, the, the base visions that we had is that whatever we did, we would leave the region, the businesses and the people uh, slightly better, in a better place because we were there. And clearly we teach people to get better at business, teach them to get better at sales. But there's a couple of charities we like to support um, who also contribute tremendously to the, to the local area. There's, there's one that a lot of people heard of uh, in the region, the Dougie Mac Hospice, who do a, a fabulous job um, with, with people who are at the end of their life. Um, and one of the things that we do with them is, is we, we hold business seminars um, from time to time. And they invite their people in and, and we just give free training. We, we just teach them some stuff and they pay D Dougie Mac and, 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 and that's great because that helps them. And in an event we can pay, you know, we can help them pay 
literally just a day's a, a, a day of uh, help for them. So so that works quite well. We're we're quite committed to that. Um, there is a, a charity which is not so well known called the Alice Charity in Stoke, and they support people who've been who've these hit hard times. But this is help to get back on their feet. Um, so they're looking to make to make families who have hit hard times thrive rather than just survive. And they're a fabulous little charity. Uh, and and Matthew, my client, uh, my uh, uh, partner in crime, um, he's a trustee of that that charity. And, and they're just lovely people, and they're doing a lovely job. And uh, and, and 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 that's that's important to us. Roy, it's wonderful to see businesses giving back and that's clearly what you're doing. It's been a real pleasure listening to your perspective on how businesses can change their view on sales and and improve their um, their revenue. So uh, should any of our listeners uh, want to contact you, where can they find more information about Sandler Training? Before we go on to that, could I just add something? Certainly. Uh, the stuff that we do uh, with, with, with the Doggy Mac if there are any sort of charities out there that would that would find some value in pulling together their business sponsors and and fundraising by by having us in and giving them some more knowledge some approaches that might help their business and and they get all the funds we would love to be put in touch or they can contact me i would love to speak to them because we do want to do more in cheshire excellent so give us a feel for how how it's best to contact you at the moment. So, so our website is m6, as in the motorway, m6.sandler, S-A-N-D-L-E-R.com. Uh, that's where you can find us on the web. Uh, my mobile, 07-867-525-868, Or you can contact me on email, uh, roy.johnson at sandler.com. Uh, very very easy to get hold of us and uh, well we're on LinkedIn you can find me on LinkedIn all these other places yeah excellent Roy it's been a real pleasure thank you for coming on the cat today it's been a pleasure thank you very much for inviting me and have a good day then go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen